awesome. I guess we're on. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Playtime. It's Playtime. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Mika. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> you almost forgot my name. Oh, my God. I did not. <laughs> no, what I almost did was I almost said, I'm Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's Friday night. It, that's yeah. all I know. It's Friday night. It's yeah, so and, we're it's ready. and it's playtime. So, <laughs> so if you and welcome ACB Radio, yay! Um, so we've been doing this series where we talk about different games on Friday nights, um, and it's been so fun, and it's just a great opportunity for Cindy and I to kick back and relax and and cause a lot of trouble, right? <laughs> um, so we are this week. We have Jim O'Donnell here, and he is going. He is from Knights of the Braille. Hi, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, we we're so we we're so excited when 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 I announced last week or a couple of weeks ago that you were going to be on the call and that we would be talking about D and D and tabletop gaming. One of our one one of our callers literally just like gasped out loud. He went. <gasps> So <laughs> good. I'm glad to know that you've got some some fellow nerds coming this evening. Um, and I know a little bit about D and I first D and D stands for Dungeons and Dragons, and um, I was first introduced to it when I was going to school for the blind. And one of our house parents used to love to role play, um, and used to and she used to set up. Um, D and D games until until the school got wind of it and shut it down because they said it was evil and demonic. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jim, could you tell us a little bit about what D and D is, and for for people who don't know, and kind of what how tabletop gaming works? Yeah, absolutely. So, Dungeons and Dragons is essentially make believe where you sit around with a bunch of friends, make up crazy stories, and then play through them. So typically you're presented with a situation, and then you figure out a way to get out of it or get through it or entertain yourselves. It's put together with mechanical aspects, which are resolved through rolling dice. And with the tabletop gaming, in particular playing with blind and visually impaired people, we use a process called theater of the mind where we describe everything so there's no visual aspect to the game whatsoever um it's entirely described as we play so for example you know we could sit there and i say mika uh, goblin jumps out in front of you and tells you he wants to eat your fingers what would you like to do run away and, <laughs> <laughs> and you can run away or maybe your party yeah, by party i mean your friends would say we should beat him up or we should goblin nap him and keep him as a pet. You can pretty much do whatever you want in the game. There's no restrictions. And the, the main purpose of it is to have fun. Yeah, totally. Um, and how, so I know when I've gone to uh, like try to play, I've heard things like, um, well, if you want to play, you need to read the, you need to read, here's this, first edition handbook of this and here's the monster manual fifth edition that you need to read and here's our guide to stats and not screwing up the game volume three that you need to read um so 
so what would you say is the entry barrier? Like, what does that, what does that look like for, for a new player? I think that that's the old sort of stigma related to Dungeons and Dragons is it, it was years ago, it was called a, a grognard, which is, you know, an elitist Dungeons and Dragons player. I know all the rules. And if you don't know the rules then you shouldn't be playing with me, you know, nowadays called a, a neckbeard person, <laughs> typically. Um, but it's not like that at all. Most people want you to play. I just want people to have fun. As long as, as long as you've got a good sense of humor, a good imagination. Sounds like absolutely everyone here tonight has a good sense of humor <laughs> and a great imagination. Um, that's all you need. Um, the rules are neither here nor there. I actually ran a game last year at a friend's place. Uh, there was six people over and I ran a game there and then without anything, no one there had ever played before. I just said to people, who do you want to be? And someone said Gandalf and someone said Jon Snow. And I just told them, this is what you can do. And when you want to do it, I'll tell you to roll dice. I'll tell you if you succeed. And I ran them through a story for three hours uh, while they all got drunk and screamed abuse at me. And we had a great time. So, so, I have a I have a question. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, this is Cindy, and I don't have a lot of uh, history or understanding of d and I had a daughter that loved to play and weekly, and uh, she cited. And I watched a game play out on uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so what I never understood when I watched it on Big Bang Theory, because that's where I really just, that's, that's my knowledge base, so forgive me. Um, but they would roll a dice, uh, and it depended on what they got on the dice on what would happen next. So I'm wondering, how is that determined if there is no actual board? Like I know board games, you roll a six, you move six spaces, and then you land on, you know, whatever. You yeah. have to back up three or you take a card or, you know, you lose $500 or whatever, right? But mm -hmm. what happens, how do you determine what happens when you roll that die? So there's two parts of the game. There's the role-playing part and the mechanical part. The mechanical part is combat. So we'll talk through that. And when I play games with new players, I'll explain to them, you roll this dice and this is what you need to get to succeed. But for the role-playing part of the game, all you need is a 20-sided dice. I use Siri on my phone. A lot of people use the G-Lady or the A-Lady if they've got that at home. Um, you can use them to roll dice for you. And it's determined, basically, by the person running the game. So there's levels of difficulty. So, you know, you have to roll a 15 to succeed at picking this lock. So I'll decide that, and then I'll tell someone, you've got to roll a dice. If you succeed, you pick the lock. If you don't, you fail. And if you roll really badly, maybe something happens like the person behind the door opens it and says, hello, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> so we, we sort of make it up. Uh, a lot of it's made up on the fly. Um, but there are different layers to it. But as I say, the best way to learn is to not pick up every rule book and read it. You don't need to do that. I'd suggest just jumping into a game and playing. Um, whoever's running the game will usually help you create a character. I try to do that with new players for Knights of the Braille. I'll I'll create a character with them in, in 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll run a game. 
Awesome. Now, I could you explain to us um, how Knights of the Braille got started and and what it is and what you are hoping to do? Yeah. So Knights of Braille uh, started about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, I up in Canada. I'm a client of the Institute for the Blind up here. And then I started working there and I was speaking to a lot of people on the phone who lived in rural communities and didn't have access to groups. And so I wanted to start something that people could get access to and, and feel like they were part of a community again. Um, Cause there was a lot of sentiment that that sort of feeling didn't exist for them. So like what you guys are doing here, right? Where, you know, you gather people together. Mm -hmm. So that was the intention. And I posted about it online and now a year and a half, two years later, we have, uh, five weekly groups and a bunch of other um, one shots like single games every other week um, so the intention is to have as many groups as we can and to teach people how to play the the biggest part is the the, the barrier of access people feeling like well you know i've heard about dungeons and dragons and it seems like if you don't know how it works then you can't get in but it's the chicken and the egg right you've got to start without any knowledge to get going and my intention is to give people that knowledge so that even if you've got friends that don't play online, whether they're sighted or blind, you can take the knowledge you you gather and play the game with them with, with little to no resources whatsoever. So that, that's the intention is to put put the um, the tools in people's hands to run games themselves, whether it's online or, or offline. So what kind of tools are needed to play the game? So once you have a good understanding of the game, like I said, I, I can stand in front of a table full of people and run a game without anything except an AI to roll dice. But if you were running a weekly game and you wanted to play with friends, you'd need a basic understanding of the rules, which you learn as you play, and you can pretty much make up the rules once you know the basics. And you need a character sheet. So you have your character, and when you roll the dice depending on your character, you get to add numbers to those dice and that's on your character sheet. So we've got accessible ones on our website. There's also a place called D&D Beyond where you can get access to accessible character sheets and books. But we've got them for free on our website for people getting started. And um, yeah, most of the resources there, all, all you need as a player really is a character sheet, an AI to roll dice and Google. I'm hoping to come to your one to the one shot that you are um, that you're going to be running. <laughs> so I, I felt like I could definitely commit to like a one game thing to see if I to see if I um, to see if I enjoy it, which I feel like I would. Um, yeah. I know that the books that were out there, um, the some of the biggest barrier to entry was that people would say you need to read these books, and then the books were not either they weren't accessible at all, or you would get like scanned copies, but it would really be like an act of God to read through some of some of those scanned copies to figure out what all was going on because of charts and things like that. So is that still the case? No, there's a couple of options. One is that we have um, links to accessible versions of the basic rule books on our website. All you need to get going is the character creation part of the player's handbook, which is on our website. You can also get access to that through D&D Beyond, where they have accessible rules. And there is 
a group called Dots RPG that are trying to braille out the books, but I I know they haven't done any to date, and I'm not sure if they have permission to do it, but they're yeah. they're trying to. All right! Wow, this is this is really, this is really awesome. And how long have you how long have you yourself been playing? And how did you get started in playing D and D? I started when I was a teenager. Um, <laughs> I'm now thirty, so uh, yeah, like just over fifteen years ago. Um, me and my friends would play after class and not tell anyone because we didn't want to get beaten up for being nerds because it wasn't cool back then. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we had a great time. Like uh, um, one of our friend's characters, he ended up, um, you know, getting beaten up and thrown off things and flailed around all the time and uh, and saw the butt of the jokes. But, you know, that's sort of the fun of the game it is making a crazy character and doing silly things. And then I fell out of it for a few years and then, um, you know, losing my vision and, and getting involved with the blind community really uh, got me back into wanting to do the game again. And it's completely accessible at this point, as long as you, you have the time. Sweet. Yeah. Um, there's, I just feel like there's so much that's just, that's so different now and, the, and that the, entry is going to be a lot easier that's why i joined the knights of the braille discord server was because someone was like you should join our dnd server and play dnd with us and i thought oh god you know <laughs> let me go and i've seen like they cindy they advertise everywhere like they're on twitter they advertise on reddit like and so I, i've always seen them um advertising like their website and stuff so we're just really delighted to have you here yeah, and if people want examples of the games, um, we have a podcast feed where I've been putting up games with um, new players um, and a YouTube where I'm putting them up at the moment. The, the idea is to try and educate people while they're in quarantine. They've got a bit of time on their hands to maybe get involved with the hobby. Uh, as you said, a lot of people look at it and say, oh, I, I can never do that, but... You, you definitely could. It's very accessible. It's a lot of fun. How many um, people play at a time? Like typically, together? you have a group of four to six people. Um, I did a one-shot the other week with two people. I've run games with one person before. Once you get over six people, it gets a bit chaotic to, to manage them. It's like corralling a bunch of kids playing as orcs and barbarians and stuff. It gets a bit a bit crazy. But um, you typically have a, a good good time around the four to six people mark, and I'd I'd heavily recommend that if you play a one shot, you enjoy it, and then you want to jump into a weekly game. Most people think to themselves, "Well, I want to play a game with other beginners because then they're at my level." But in reality, if you jump into a game with experienced players, they're more likely to help you out and educate you on the rules and and get you going with things we all have to learn at some point and as long as you're having a good time people don't care if you come in and don't know anything and how long does a, a game normally I, I it's ongoing right but um I'm, that's my understanding correct yeah correct you can have ongoing mm-hmm. ones so how long does uh, a like one if you play in the evening how many hours is it you know a game usually lasts around three hours. That's the 
usually the spot where everyone's having a lot of fun, but you've had just about enough where it's like, okay, we can go till next week. But as I said earlier, we have things called one shots, which is a single adventure that lasts one to three hours. We play it at the end of that three hours. We finished it. And it's a good way to give people a little taste of the game. And then you have weekly campaigns. I, I run one where we we've played every week for two years with pretty much the same people and they play the same characters and it's a good way to build up a group of friends online. So, so how do you do it online? What format do you do it? Like what platform? So we use discord. Discord is not the most accessible thing at the moment in complete honesty. They're still working on it, but the main reason we wanted to get on there is because they're trying to make it accessible and because in the long run, it's better for us to be involved with sighted people as well because then word gets out of making the game more accessible. Um, the Discord server is great because it allows us to play background music to set the mood while we're killing orcs or doing whatever we're doing. And then if people are really having trouble with the Discord server, two of our weekly games are run in Google Hangouts. I know they've just started Google Meetings as well, but... Um, Google Hangouts is very accessible. It's the same as Zoom. You just send a link and they click on it and join. Would you mind explaining a little bit about what Discord um, what Discord is? Yeah, so Discord is a server where you can have text chat and voice chat. So you have separate channels on there. So we have the Knights of the Braille channel. You could have the ACB channel. And within that channel, you have different servers. We have our general text server where people can just type a message in and then get feedback from the community. So if you're brand new and you've got questions, it's always a good way. And then we have voice channels. So you can hop into the voice channels and chat in there. And their website actually has uh, Discord uh, keyboard commands, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Your, and your website does. Yeah. And when you join the server, we have um, instruction manuals on the welcome page. Excellent. I have another, I have another question for you. And um, so when I was playing D&D back in the day, um, before we, before it got banned from our school. <laughs> when the dinosaurs roamed. <laughs> yeah. Hey lady. <laughs> so, um, they, they used to make us have to like, play out the parts of our character so if we rolled something or we had a conversation like we'd have to have in character conversations and like change voices and I always felt like such a dork when <laughs> when we would do it but I feel like I would be I would feel even more like a dork if I did it now so I'm wondering is that like a requirement or you know how does that work no it's definitely not like um I've I've played for a while now, so I've lost the filter. So when I'm playing my dwarf, I, you know, I'll just talk like a Scottish person in front of anyone. And, uh, you know, do, doing like a goblin, I'll come into a game and I'll start doing my goblin voice. I really have no filter about creating an atmosphere for people and having a good time. But I know that a lot of people can be shy. And so I try to demonstrate that narrating your character is good too. So... As I say, we play theater of the mind. You describe everything you're doing and it's perfectly fine for you to say, 
my character tells them they don't want to do that and then they walk away. You don't have to talk in a funny voice or, or do anything else. You just Are you the dungeon master? I am, yeah. It sounds very <laughs> ominous. <laughs> so so in Big Bang Theory in this episode that I remember, Howard was the dungeon master and he was he did all the different voices and he had um uh Sheldon very impressed with his ability to do all these different voices. Uh, it's just funny, anyway. <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm sorry, Cindy. That's okay. It's <laughs> I try to think of it as like because I um I my background is in mudding and text based gaming, and so I just try to think about it as like I'm just mudding out loud. But I I think I need a few glasses of wine before I come to that one shot. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> um, so. I, I think the, the voicing has sort of been amplified over the past few years. Um, I know that Big Bang Theory had that episode on D&D and then that show Community had one as well, which is pretty funny. Um, there's a popular show called Critical Role now, which plays Dungeons and Dragons. And they, they're all voice actors. So they do all these crazy voices. They're amazing. Um, yeah, I, I've listened to it a couple of times. And I'm always like, oh, man, they're really good. But um, that, I think that's gained a lot of popularity for Dungeons & Dragons lately. There's a there's some other, like, uh, tabletop. There's tons of other tabletop games that are out there. But you, were, you mentioning Critical Role reminded me of... Um, a podcast that I'm sure that when Shannon gets ready to ask a question, she will remind me the name of it. But they were playing a game called Jason Statham's Big uh, Big Vacation or something like that, <laughs> and it is it's hilarious. We're basically you're like a we're basically you're you're like Jason Statham who is a action hero, and you have to the goal is that you have to keep him from getting bored. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's, if you ever get a chance, so Shannon will definitely remind me of it um you'll have to listen to the episode it's like a two-part episode and it is hysterical but <laughs> but wanting to play D has really come from listening to um listening to critical role and being like oh my god i really wish i could do this <laughs> um so we, we have somebody with a raised hand yeah let's so, go for it okay so lisa go ahead hi lisa uh -oh. Hi. Hi. There you, there you are. Me, this took me a second to unmute. Um, I used to play um, a lot of um, a lot of tabletop games in high school and college, and I've recently played some um, uh, a World of Darkness vampire game. Do you guys uh, do any other um, any other tabletop games other than just D and D? Not at the moment. We're looking to get accessible rules put together. I've reached out to a few. Um, companies but unfortunately nothing yet but if anyone wants to run the games on the server and they have access to the rules then you know we're happy to try and assist we have a friend who cited who uh, Sheila and I do who are um, who is uh, used to um, gaming with blind people and uh, socializing with blind people um, he might be um, I mean, I, I don't want to promise anything because, you know, you know, he has a busy schedule and everything, but, you know, he might be interested in doing something like that. Um, and you guys have one shots, right? Yeah. So as Mika said, I'm going to run one 
next Saturday for beginners. So I'll be posting about it tomorrow on the Discord. Um, so yeah, you can jump into the one shot next Saturday and uh, I'm going to start half an hour early for anyone that needs help making a character. All right. And thank you, Lisa and Natalia. It's your turn. Okay, thank you. Hi, Jim. I um I joined the Discord with Mika about a couple of weeks ago, and I immediately was very honest about the fact that I'm really, really shy and really like new to this, but wanting to start. What is some advice you would give to like beginners? Advice I'd give to beginners is yeah to get into a, a one shot and just jump in and not worry too much about the character creation. That's the the sort of barrier, is making a character. How yeah. do I do it? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't worry too much. Just go in with, even if you think that you've, you've half done it right, that's fine. Just go in and um, I'm incredibly laid back with the game. So jump into a one shot I'm running, I'll get you going and playing through one of those will give you a good idea of if you're Yay. enjoying it and I'll, I'll try to coax you out of your shyness as best I can <laughs> well I think Mika's for is like forcing me to go so I'm really excited thank you well, well thank you for right. forcing her to go Mika I prefer to think of it as a gentle persuasion but you know <laughs> okay Wes yes I kind of wanted this discord is that d-i-s-c-h-o-r-d dot com d-i-s and cord dot com discord dot com D I S C O R D. C O I D. Delta, Indigo, Sierra, Charlie, October, Romeo, Delta. Okay, and when you first log in, go to that address. It shows a bunch of computers on the uh, on the page, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. Uh, can we get a, a, a link to the Zoom or? There's no chat. No, yeah, we don't have a chat on yeah, here, but yeah. it is Discord. It's just Discord, so D-I-S-C-O-R-D.com. And Jim, could you give the website for Knights of the Braille? Because if you're going to go get Discord, you definitely want to look at the keyboard commands. Yeah, it's Knights of the KnightsoftheBraille.com. Um, and it's pretty accessible and all the stuff's on there. Under the There's an FAQ section and a, um, a game material section. Excellent. Okay, hey, Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. I just want to remind you that there are Android users out here besides the iPhone users and the keyboard users um, because I use Discord, as Lisa mentioned, and I use it um, exclusively on an Android. We've been playing off and on uh, World of Darkness, um, One World by Night. Um, I have found I have found a lot of stuff on the web. I haven't looked into D and D since I was a kid, and that was in the late seventies. But um, I uh, I wouldn't mind going to one of these one shots and figuring things out. But um, I my first question would be. Um, well, let me finish one thought first. The I found some stuff on the web about the different kinds of um, things there are in One World by Night. And am I doing that right? What's the name of that? Anyway, World of Darkness, One World by I get it all mixed up. 
but there's even subsets of that. But there's a lot of stuff on the web. You can Google it and find it. But what I wanted to know is, um, uh, first of all, how how would I get an AI to roll a die? I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, and so then, it's pretty easy. So I've got my iPhone here. Hold down the button. Hey, Siri, roll a D20. Okay. One? Oh, great. I rolled a one. But <laughs> well, that's a critical <laughs> failure. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. His <laughs> character's dead. <laughs> that's what we call a botch. Um, so you can get any AI to roll a dice, and to get it to roll the dice, um, you say D for dice and then the number. So a six-sided dice would be, you know, hey ai roll a d6 right wow and you can get it to roll more than one right you can say roll two d6 yeah so i'm going to look into your stat sheets because um keeping track of my stats has been a problem but i've just made my own stat sheets with a with a text editor i'm i'm very low tech <laughs> and just keep them up as i go yeah, no, most people make a character sheet that, that suits the way that they read stuff. We have one there as like a placeholder in case you've no idea where to begin, but most people end up making their own variation or using the accessible ones on D&D &D Beyond, which is another website, um, D&D &D Beyond, and they have accessible character sheets too. Hey, thank you, Sheila and Brandon, your turn. Brandon. Hi. Um, so I have I have a I have a question and a comment. the The question is: um, Are all are the dice always numbers, or is there some dice that have like symbols on them? And if they do have symbols, how would you how do you go about doing that? So in Dungeons and Dragons, all the dice are numbered. Typically, you use a twenty sided dice or a d twenty for everything. And then the only time you use other dice is for specific weapons or skills. And that's always a four, six, eight, or 10-sided dice. Oh, awesome. And then um, there's also a, I don't know if it's still, it works on Windows 10, but there's an application called GMA Dice. It's made by the same people that wrote um, VIP Mud. If any of you guys are familiar with that, and that kind of has like, you can do all sorts of dice with that. So that's another option for dice rolling as well. Oh, great. Thanks. I'll look that up now. Um, we also have on our website, if you go to the FAQ, it tells you how to uh, roll the dice and also gives some options that you can download that are accessible. All right. Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. All right, Shannon. Okay. Um, so just two things. One, uh, the podcast that Mika was talking about with the Jason Statham's big vacation is called the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. Thank they you. They don't play D&D, &D, they play Pathfinder, but it, which is close enough to D&D, &D, like, really. Um, yes, so it's definitely the, recommend the cousin it. of D&D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing I was going to say about dice rollers is that, that all of your um, smart speakers that I don't want to name so that they don't get activated will roll <laughs> dice too. All right. Thank you, Shannon. That's Hi. Um, I was also going to bring up Pathfinder um, because I've been 
one variant of tabletop gaming for like over 25 years and I found that Pathfinder, oh sorry, don't mean my phone to go off. Um, and I found Pathfinder to be really accessible and a hell of a lot cheaper than D&D up until pretty recently, you know, relatively recently. And then the other thing is I run um, on Saturdays, 8 p.m. Pacific time, a super, it's like the not RPG, RPG, another game system called Reese's, and that might be a way for people who are still really scared to even try D&D to, you know, start off doing something equivalent to that so they can see it's like really not scary. Would be, you know, something of, you know, another platform to get their toes wet. Well, what was the name of that? Reese's. Reese's, R-I-S-U-S. And it's and it's it's free. It's, it's like everything about the oh, whole great. thing is free, and it's incredibly accessible. Thank you very much. It's awesome, Desiree. Have, oh, <clears throat> go ahead. Um. All right, we don't have anybody else with their hand raised. Well, I have a question, and then I'm going to call on Tyson because I know he had he wanted to mention Mika, something. Mika, before yeah. you ask your question, um, I just want to go over how to raise their hand just in case. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you're on a computer PC, it's Alt-Y. If you're on a Mac, it's Options-Y. Options-Y. Thank you. If you're on the iPhone uh, or on the app, it's in the lower right-hand corner. There's the More button and then the Raise Hand feature. If you're on a phone, which I don't think most of you are, are not on a phone, but it, it is uh, Star 6. Nine. So, star star nine. nine. Oh, my God. That's okay. I do it, That's too. <laughs> They all just, like, uh, yeah, anyway. I do want to ask me, you a quick yeah, question. Go ahead, Mika. So um, I'm going to get super serious now. Um, so I know that one of the other reasons for um, not get, being involved in D&D was, um, was because there tended to be a lot of sexism, um, depending on who you were playing with. Um. And so, and now it looks like gaming has just really started to really open up, um, you know, open up more and where people who make really inappropriate comments, like about female characters, for example, um, are getting the boot. And so I just wanted to know, I just wanted to know if you could just address that a little bit. Yeah, my games are extremely sexist. No, there's <laughs> none of that anymore. Um, I, I, I think a lot of that came from the fact that Dungeons and Dragons was very male-oriented years ago. Um, you know, it's on the fifth uh, variation of it. Actually, Pathfinder um, is an altered version of Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. All this stuff's been going on for years and years. And now lately in the past, like, five, six years, um, D&D has really opened itself up. There are a lot of female players um you know we have a bunch in our, in our games and um even dudes playing as as girls in the game but it, there's absolutely none of that in nice of the braille and if there was uh, be quickly dealt with uh, people have no patience for that anymore we just right. i to just wanted to time. i just wanted to ask <laughs> yeah All no right. it, it's uh, it's definitely changed a lot all right. I don't know if we should let him, but hey, Jeff, <laughs> welcome. 
Sorry I'm late. I was working with John McCann and helping him with some technology That's okay. stuff. We're so. so glad you're here, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. So Thanks I have for a few, joining I have the party. A few, yeah, I have a few comments <laughs> and I have a couple of questions. Is that all right? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. And you may have covered some of this it's because I'm late. I'm sorry. Oh, really? You're going to lock on me now when I had the name of the app right on my screen, huh? Really? All right. I'll ask my question first so I can get back to the app name here. There is, there is a... Um, I'll find it while I'm speaking here. There, there, there is a dice roller uh, on iOS. It may have been mentioned, and if so, sorry. But I thought I would at least mention it here. It's called Ready to Roll RPG Dice. And um, it has all kinds of features for all kinds of different, you know, uh, size of die. You know, you could... You want a standard D6 or a D20 or, you know, or any combinations of, you know, sometimes you have to roll different combinations of die, uh, depending upon, you know, how your, your dungeon master is going to play the game um, and what rules you're playing under. But it's a great app and it's fully 100% accessible. In fact, it was specifically designed for uh, voiceover users. So I just wanted to, to mention that. What had, I didn't know if it had already been mentioned. No one had mentioned it yet. So, okay, awesome. Thank you. Okay. So my question was uh, pertaining to the, because I've known about this website for a really long time. And just because I am so freaking busy, uh, I've been wanting to, to get over there and, and join you. I used to play D&D in the 80s for probably a good 10 years and just loved it to death. And in fact, our church plays D&D on Thursday nights. <laughs> that's great uh, and yeah which is which is really fun uh, we don't now obviously with uh coronavirus happening but uh my question is the the material that's on the website does that include the the entire fifth edition uh manuals and all of the character um you know all, all the stats on characters and and the spell uh manuals and everything so we can independently review that stuff or is it are there things missing from that? I'm sorry if it's already been covered. No, absolutely. That's great. Uh, and a church playing D&D is a big turnaround from the 80s and the opinion. Of I that know, is. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, all the stuff's on the website um, to create a character. And then there's enough materials free there. They're accessible for you to run a game as well if you chose to at a later date after getting back into it. But yeah. in terms of the full fleshed out rules, you can buy them on on D and D Beyond the website. But um, we have them for free on our website, so you can get started and check it out. And there's enough there to create a character and give you all that information that you're asking about. Have you found a good accessible app to create characters or manage characters? Not really. We've been making character sheets ourselves, and we're trying to develop a few options for accessible character sheets um we have a few um like developers on our on our discord that have been making <laughs> accessible character sheets we just had one come up the other day uh i think it's about the third one we have now so there's about three accessible character sheets rolling around our discord uh we also have the non-interactive one on our website which is a spreadsheet or a word document 
um, and you can download the latest one that someone made. So these are interactive ones where you you can fill it all out as you go. Um, and it's yeah, yeah, easier. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. And, and I miss playing the game, so uh, I'm going to try to uh, definitely show up there. You're you're doing it a week from tomorrow. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Next Saturday. Okay. All right. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is so cool. <laughs> All right. Do you have anybody else with their hands raised? Oh, let's see. I'm going to mute myself. All right. Let's see. Um, nobody else has a raised hand, Mika. So. Gas. Oh, somebody oh. does. Of course, you say that, and then. <laughs> All right. Hands pop up. Go ahead, Wes. Yeah, I hear Dungeons and Dragons. What other games are out there, role-playing games besides Dungeons and Dragons? And does the Knights of the Braille have other offerings besides Dungeons and Dragons? Currently, we don't. I'm trying to put together alternative options for people at the moment unfortunately i'm sort of doing it on my own and uh i'm not doing any that we don't have consent from the publisher on i don't want to go down that road and make anyone uncomfortable using it i'm hoping that we will in future and if not all the rules then we'll at least have enough rules from a game to get people playing it but in terms of full, fully fleshed, accessible rule books and stuff, we, we just don't have access to everything at the moment. Okay, Kathy. Is this the kind of thing you could play on Zoom? Yeah, absolutely. We could play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> too shy. And, and is Zoom something that somebody's paying for? <laughs> like... I, I, I don't I mean, know. can any people decide, <laughs> hey, let's all call here tomorrow at... Well, you would need someone with a with a um, premium Zoom account if you had more than three people on it. Okay. But including yourself. Okay. So, yeah. But it is something that it could be played on. And, and you'd also have to have somebody that would understand it enough to be able to be... The dungeon master, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I actually think we could have other games on. We could have like the newlyweds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do other games. Hey, Kathy, I heard that you play uh, some some trivia type or some guessing games or something with um, Wendy. All so, right. We have the Wendy David game. Night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I heard. So I I don't know where she is tonight. She's normally here, but boy, I thought, thought I, heard I come am on. here. Oh, she is, Wendy. And I was just gonna say, Kathy. I swear, you sound like her so much, and there she is. 
That's yeah, she's really she's my double. Don't tell me they don't sound alike. <laughs> they they do. Like, they I totally did. do. I thought they were sisters. <laughs> oh. no, we, so we I have do want to say night every Wednesday night we have game night, and yeah. her husband cries when it's over because he can go on longer than any of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to say that I think the really wonderful opportunity, uh, um, the really nice thing about Knights of the Braille is that your gaming experience can either be made or ruined by by the by the dm and by the people that you game with in your in the experiences um that you that you have um so i think it's really i think it's really great that there are so many people who are willing to welcome in new people and that it really is going to be that really awesome environment you know that really awesome fun environment so we do have more people with their raised with their hand raised so I want to go really quick to Lisa. Um, go ahead, Lisa. Um, slightly off topic here, but um, someone brought up mudding. I haven't mudded for uh, since 2008, definitely not uh, since I was employed. Um, can anybody recommend um, any good and active muds right now? Lisa, you're on my Facebook, so I'll write. I'll send you a message. I want to keep it on D and D stuff right now. Okay, I'm sorry to be off topic. No, it's okay. I'll I'll put, I'll put a message okay. out for you. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, Lisa, and Sheila. Go ahead. Well, this is sort of off topic. I won't spend much time on it. Oh, no, I'm not. Magic, Magic the Gathering is a card game, but it's but each card is a playing character piece, basically. Kind of a, and a hard it, time understanding. And it um and so you use these cards and you um you you do things with it and, and the way that the players interact um uh, changes. Is this things. a different game? I'm sorry, Sheila. I'm it is, it okay. is. But what I'm saying is um you would think that a card game wouldn't be accessible unless you did a lot of work, but the Magic the Gathering has a database of all their cards and you can actually write your own cards in Braille or whatever way you prefer. Okay. It's really great when you're able to make things, you know, right. I mean, um, it's a little accessible. bit of work and you have to, and you have to figure out how, to, you know, what deck to make and stuff, but it's, um, I just wanted to throw it out there as, yeah, if we are kind of fantasy D and D E type people and nerdy, <laughs> we could, you know, okay. Yeah, for sure. All Thank right. you. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah, All right, uh, just a, a comment on that real quick. Oh, go um, ahead, Jim. Yeah, with Magic the Gathering, I know uh, I don't play, but I know a few people that do what you said about brailing. Um, it's actually linked to Dungeons and Dragons as well, the Magic the Gathering universe. And if anyone's interested in getting braille sleeves for card games or board games, I don't know if you guys have ever encountered 64 ounce games. They're actually coming oh, yeah. next week to our call. They're amazing. You should go on their website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Okay, I have one other question. The um, the materials that you can purchase from D&D Beyond, do you know if any of those are in accessible format as well? Like if you wanted to support the actual, you know, uh, you know, if you could afford to purchase the material? Yes, those are all accessible. Um, all their character sheets, their books, everything like that. The ones on our website are just to get people started in their first, you know, 
six months of play before they invest any money into it. Um, right. I know a lot of people that I know in the community are like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have the money to spend on all that stuff. So at least it can can get people started. Do, but do yeah, you, know you can absolutely buy them on D and D Beyond. Okay, and do you know what file format those are in? In other words, they probably come in different formats, right? I think so. Yeah, I I don't actually use D and D Beyond myself. I have everything on an accessible format here but um and to be honest you can google everything i i know i probably shouldn't say that but you can just google the rules or anything and it's usually there's a few websites out there they're accessible and a lot of the stuff on dnd beyond is free at the get-go okay well yeah because i just wanted to, to really support people who produce accessible content and especially yeah. if you know uh if there was a way that even you guys would get some kickback to that, that would be great to be able to support your site and the work that you do. So do you accept donations? No. Uh, if you've got donations, you should absolutely give those to charities for the blind. I'm happy to do this in my, my spare time and I cover the small overheads we have. Okay, great. Well, I'm just, uh, just wanted to ask cause we'd be you, happy Jeff. to chip in some money. So. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks Jeff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Natalia. Ooh, you could sound more excited, Cindy. Jeez. Hey. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, so I had another question. I come from like a background of doing LARP, which is live action role play, and a lot. And I also did a lot of like improv. Is it safe to assume that like when you're playing a campaign, it it is the general yes and rule when it comes to how you guys work. I would say that when I'm running the, running the game, I have the yes and attitude, but you don't have people. You've got people playing from all sorts of backgrounds. Um, a lot of people that start playing don't understand that concept, so they'll shut things down. Yeah. Um, but what is the yes and rule? <laughs> go ahead natalia oh man <laughs> the yes and rule is at least when it comes to um what is it called improvisation is when someone starts something and you kind of want to help them along and help the story continue by just being like yes and this happened and then someone else could be like yes and then this happened and that way it furthers the story along and it furthers in terms of improv it furthers the skit along yeah so like when i'm running the game if someone asks me can i do this instead of saying no i say yeah sure and then we we go from there okay thank you thank uh, you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> there's enthusiasm i just had to you know yeah all right there's no other raised hands at this moment. I do have, I have another question and you may have said it already. And so for that, I apologize, but um, is there a cost to play on your uh, Knights of the Braille? No, the only cost is your precious time, which I will rob from you. There's no <laughs> financial cost whatsoever. I got that three hours, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> It's okay. I I figure nothing can mess up my time more than seeing Battlefield Earth in the theater. So 
Oh, man. <laughs> Anything else other than that, I'm good. <laughs> well, funnily enough, next Saturday's one shot is Battlefield Earth. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so do these these do have like a theme? Um, the one shots they have a theme. Sometimes or- um, the one next Saturday is gonna be you guys going into a tavern and clearing some pests out of the basement. Oh, that sounds wonderful and yucky at the same time. <laughs> I think the tavern got my attention and the pests like kind of diminished it somehow. Um, but there's but actually themed If you games. drink enough wine, you won't care. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's it. <laughs> what kind of pests? Are they pirates? Are they orcs? Are they goblins or what? You'll have to come and find out. <laughs> I see we have a raised hand. All right. So, Let's Jeff. See. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. I was going to say, uh, hey, uh, as far as pests go, uh, do many of those pests include uh, murder hornets? <laughs> I, I, I just heard those guys have harpoons, not just bee stingers. Those are I mean, bees. they, they yeah. definitely sound frightening. Now, Jeff, you play on the Knights of the Braille server, um, right? Oh, no, I think you have me confused with the other Jeff. I mean, um, there's, um, there's so many of you. I'm from the uh, <laughs> Metro PDX. I'm with Desiree and Te- Teresa. I think they're on this call. Oh, gotcha, they gotcha, are. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so we're I'm in Portland too. So got it. All right. Well, we're glad yeah. you're here. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. And yeah, nice guys. Great, yeah, great job. So this is great. Really good. Okay. Well, I mean, it's almost done. Oh my gosh. I um, know. This always happens, right? I know. Uh, I'm so sad. So we have about five minutes left. Um, so can you talk? Well, first, um, Jim, I want to. We just want to thank you. <laughs> Thank oh, you thanks for so much on. for having me, guys. And, you know, as I say, anyone that wants to jump in, it's it's not about knowing the rules. It's not about being the best at the game. It's just about getting together with a bunch of people and having fun. So, you know. So do people have to register or sign up to be able to be in the one shot? I mean, so that you know you, how many people you have or how does that work? Yeah. So whenever we post about a game on the Discord, we'll tell people where to contact us. I know a guy named Richard is looking for players for a weekly game. He just posted his email there. Uh, I'll be giving details tomorrow on, you know, you can reach me on the Discord, you can message me, you can get me on Twitter, email, anywhere, um, and I'll give everyone information for that. And the Discord link is actually on their on their website, the Discord invite, if I'm not yes. mistaken. When I, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, when okay. I sent it out, I it was included in that, so people can check it out. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Cindy... Yes. Can we talk about what's coming up? I think we need to. I think we absolutely need to because so much of what we end up talking about on this ends up being from what everybody wanted to talk about. Like it comes up in our calls together. And um, so we got to doing board games last week and Mika just, that was not her thing. And actually this is a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> and I would just say, in all honesty, your accent does not hurt your presentation at all. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It makes me sound smarter than I am. I had to, I had to go there. Um, 
But uh, we were talking about board games, and it was just not Mika's thing. So, she, so what she did, she started <laughs> just looking stuff up on the computer, and she came across 64-ounce games and he invited them. And by the end of our call, had them signed up to come. So, yeah. <laughs> so yep. They will be here next week. Uh, Richard and Emily Gibbs will be here next week to talk to talk all about 64-ounce games and the accessibility kits and all that good stuff. So we are so excited. So um, any final thoughts you have, Jim, that you would like to share with us? Because, I mean, you know, I, I'd love to hear more of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, as I said earlier, you know, people just jump in the game. The weekly game I run, everyone involved in that, except for one, had never played before when they joined. Oh, wow. And now they're, they're all pretty knowledgeable. And a couple of them may have even called me out on the rules a couple of times. So, <laughs> you know, it just takes time. But don't, don't be scared to take the first step. As I said, the chicken and the egg, you, you won't know the rules before you play. And, and you know, you've got, to do, you've got to do one before the other. So just jump in. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you so much. And uh, Cindy, Gaming Labs. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tomorrow we are doing another series of Gaming Labs. Um, and this is our third week. So Gaming Labs 7, 8, and 9. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Isn't that exciting? It's so, so exciting. At 2 p.m. Eastern, if you use an iPhone or an iPad, you'll want to come and learn about trivia games. It's called Trivia Palooza. And uh, they're going to be covering uh, three, at least three different games. And so really excited about that. And then at four o'clock, we have a couple of more card games. I think it's Rummy and Uno. And Uker, Uker, oh, Uker, excuse Uker, me, Uker, you're right. Uker. Uno, How do you pronounce it? Uker, 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 Uker. Uker. Yeah. <laughs> it's U C H R E, I think, right? Liquor. That's how you pronounce. It. <laughs> okay, so four o'clock is um, the two card games, and then at six p.m. it's uh, you know it's an interactive play, and uh, so what is Christopher doing, Mika? It's like oh, he's going to be um, demonstrating how to use how to play Timecrest, and also demonstrating Frots for the iPhone, which is an interactive fiction interpreter, so you can download different interactive fiction games and play. So anyway, I mean, we want to be, it's all about community, but we also want to have fun. Thank you so much, Jim, again, for being with us yes. on Nights of the Braille. And thank you for everybody who joined in on ACB Radio Live, as well as on this call and for participating. And we hope you'll be with us again next Friday. Thank you, Bestie, for being with me again tonight. You're welcome, Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care, all. Thanks again, and have a good weekend. <laughs>